the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There is one basic question that must be answered by every human being, and particularly by everyone that believes in the second coming of Christ. And here's the fundamental question. How, through the grace of Christ, can we develop a character that will stand the test of time? How, by the grace of Christ, can we have something more than a superficial Christianity, something more than an external Christianity, something more than a surface Christianity. How can we develop a character through his grace and by his power that will not be shaken? That's Pastor Mark Finley, and this is Hope Lives 365. At Hope Lives 365, we believe God answers prayer. Keep in mind this telephone number throughout today's broadcast, 888-244-HOPE. Here is Pastor Mark Finley with today's Hope Lives 365. Father, thank you that we can open your word today. Thank you that we can come to that sacred book and let it speak to us. Gather in the wanderings of our minds. Take us away from the things of time and focus them on the things of eternity. Take us from the shackles and lowlands of earth and place us in the glories of heaven. May heaven come down May glory touch our souls. May the Spirit of God speak to us in Christ's name. Amen. The article in the Washington Post captured my attention. It really caught my eye. Now, I am not an avid reader of the Washington Post, but I noticed this article, and I just could not refrain from taking three deep breaths and reading the article. It was in October 6, 2017, Now, here is why the article caught my attention. It was the title of the article, When Will Human Beings Go Extinct? Now, as an Adventist preacher who preaches on the second coming of Christ and the return of our Lord and the signs of the times, that title captured my attention. Now, listen to the leading line in the article. Now, this is not written by some preacher. It's not written by some religious journalist. It's not found in some Adventist paper. Here's the line. Every day, the editor of the Washington Post said, it seems brings with it a fresh new horror. There's mass murder. There's catastrophic climate change. There's nuclear annihilation. Now, the editor goes on. It's all enough to make a reasonable person ask, how much longer can things go on this way? That's what the Washington Post was asking. How much longer can things go on this way? Now let's take a look at a few of the examples that the Washington Post editors were concerned about. Hurricane Harvey, Category 4 hurricane, winds up to 130 miles an hour, does $180 billion damage, It was the second largest disaster ever to hit mainland America after Hurricane Katrina. At the height of the hurricane, 
which incidentally affected 13 million people in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kentucky. At the height of the hurricane, two feet of rain fell in 24 hours, and one-third of Houston was underwater. Now, no sooner had Harvey hit than Irma blew across the Atlantic for the second major hurricane in a few weeks. It devastated Dominica, devastated Barbuda, and a significant portion of the Caribbean were destroyed. Hurricane Irma hit Florida as a Category 4 hurricane on September 10, ripped off the roofs of many homes, coastal cities, knocked out power to 6.8 million people. So the Washington Post editors, seeing Hurricane Irma, seeing Hurricane Harvey, they then took a look at the hurricane that devastated Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico was devastated, struggled to recover after Hurricane Maria, a Category 4 storm. It was the strongest hurricane to hit Puerto Rico in 80 years. Now, here's what Governor Ricardo Rosello said in the Washington Post. He said, we've had complete destruction of the power infrastructure. We've had severe destruction of the housing. We've had food and water that we need. Natural disasters of unprecedented proportions are hitting this world. When you look at tsunami disasters in Asia, you look at the shaking that took place with the earthquakes in Mexico, something unusual is going on. And secular journalists recognize that these are no common times, that they are extraordinary periods. Raging wildfires burn hundreds and thousands of acres in Northern California. America has a certain civil unrest that's beneath the surface today. There is starvation that's gripping parts of Africa. And North Korea and Iran are flexing their nuclear muscles. You know, I'm very interested in a particular bulletin. Some of you may know about it. It's called the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. I'll give you a little background of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists was developed about 40 or 50 years ago, certainly after the atomic bomb and certainly after Hiroshima and Nagasaki when America dropped the atomic bomb there. And the idea was that as crisis develops, the hands of the front cover of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, and the front cover is a clock, and so they move the hands toward midnight, indicating global catastrophe. So the hands have stayed fixed for a number of years. This last year, 15 of the most brilliant of the scientists in the world met together. And they said, it is time to move the hands on the atomic clock closer to midnight because we are closer to global catastrophe. And they moved the hands to two and a half minutes before midnight. Now, here's what the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists says. This is not some preacher. This is not some wild-eyed fanatic. I don't mean that all preachers are wild-eyed fanatics. This is not some sensationalism. Here are 15 of the most brilliant scientists in the world. And this is what they say. Our nuclear weapons and climate change indicate that humanity's most present existential threats are here. Inaction and brinkmanship have continued, endangering every person everywhere on Earth. I continue. The probability of global catastrophe. 
Now, these are the leading scientists in the world. The probability of global catastrophe is very high, and the actions needed to reduce the risks of disaster must be taken very soon. In 2017, we find the danger to be even greater, the need for action more urgent. It is two and a half minutes to midnight. This is what the global scientists are saying. Two and a half minutes to midnight. The clock is ticking. The global danger looms. Now, there are three Bible passages that help us put all this in perspective. The first is found in Romans, the eighth chapter. So if you have your Bible, please take it and turn to Romans chapter 8. Three scriptural passages, three Bible texts help us to put into perspective the warning from the global scientists and the warning from the Washington Post editors, Romans, the eighth chapter. We begin there in Romans chapter 8, and we're looking at verse 20 and onward. Romans chapter 8, verse 20 and onward. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Verse 21, Romans 8. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Now notice the text. The phrase that's so interesting is the bondage of corruption. When Adam and Eve sinned, this planet was plunged into not only moral disaster, but it was plunged into natural disaster. And the Bible speaks about the bondage of corruption. In other words, a decaying planet. And we continue with reading the text. The Bible says that this planet's going to be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Now, it is verse 22 we want to look at. For we know that the whole creation, that is all created things, groans and labors with birth pangs together till now. What do we see taking place on planet Earth? What do we see in every earthquake? What do we see in famine, fire, and flood? What do we see in tornadoes and hurricanes? We see an Earth that is longing to be delivered. We see the birth pangs of the coming of a new world. Earthquakes speak to us. Fire and flood speaks to us. Hurricanes speak to us of natural disasters, of the groaning of world that longs for the coming of Jesus. Passage number 2. Revelation chapter 11, verse 18. Revelation 11, verse 18. Now the question is often asked, have we not often had earthquakes? Have we not all through the history of the world have had hurricanes, famine, fires, and flood? We always have, but never in the unprecedented numbers we see today and never in the magnitude that we see today. But Revelation chapter 11, verse 18, helps us to sense a time of urgency. With North Korea flexing its nuclear muscles, with Iran having nuclear weaponry, recognizing that there never have been weapons in the history of humanity that have not been used, and recognizing that the human race has the capacity for self-destruction. Never before in history has the human race had the capacity for self-destruction. It does today. And Revelation chapter 11, verse 18 says this, The nations were angry. Your wrath has come. The time of the dead that they should be judged. 
that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Now notice the text carefully. The time of the dead has come. That Christ has come to destroy those who are going to destroy the earth. Pastor Mark Finley will continue with more in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hope Lives 365 is a donor-supported ministry. We step out in faith to purchase airtime on this station because we believe God is working through this radio ministry to touch tens of thousands of lives. Each of our messages is prayed over, biblical messages of hope and Bible truth. To continue, we need your support. We do not have a large ministry fundraising machine. We operate totally by faith. If you have been blessed by our ministry, go to our website, hopelives365.com, or call our toll-free number to make your contribution of any size today. That number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now, once again, Pastor Mark Finley. Now notice the text carefully. The time of the dead has come. That Christ has come to destroy those who are going to destroy the earth. A hundred years ago, did the human race have the capacity to destroy itself? Did it? What about 75 years ago? Did the human race have the capacity to destroy itself? What does Revelation 11 verse 18 say? It says Christ will come in judgment at the time that the human race has the capacity for self-destruction. Never before in human history has the human race had that capacity. This is the first time in human history. Revelation chapter 7 verse 1. Now we're putting three texts together. Romans 8 says that all of humanity would be groaning. All of nature would be groaning. That this planet would be longing for deliverance. Revelation chapter 11 says that Christ would come at a time when the human race has the capacity for self-destruction. Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7. And we're looking there at the winds of destruction. This three-part sermon series is called Unleashing the Winds. Unleashing the Winds. How to develop a character that will stand the test of time. We're looking at Revelation chapter 7, verse 1. After these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. In other words, the angels are at the four points of the compass, north, south, east, or west. They're holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or on the trees. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having a seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice, to the four angels, saying, don't harm the earth or the sea till we've sealed the servants of God in their foreheads. Now, we'll study more about that in a future lesson, but the point that I want you to see now is this. The angels of heaven are belting or surrounding the earth, holding back the major destruction that's going to come on earth. We have not seen very much yet in earthquake, famine, fire, or flood. But before the coming of Christ, the Bible says, every mountain and island will be moved out of their places. Before the coming of Christ, there will be unprecedented natural disasters. 
The angels are holding back those winds of destruction now. Occasionally, we see those winds of destruction blow. And God is getting people ready for his soon return. This is no longer business as usual. This is no longer pleasures as usual. God is preparing a people in a final generation for his soon return. So here is the fundamental question. There is one basic question that must be answered by every human being, and particularly by everyone that believes in the second coming of Christ. And here's the fundamental question. How, through the grace of Christ, can we develop a character that will stand the test of time? How, by the grace of Christ, can we have something more than a superficial Christianity, something more than an external Christianity, something more than a surface Christianity? How can we develop a character through his grace and by his power that will not be shaken? Jesus gives to us a story. And it is this story that I want to study with you this morning. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. And this morning we're going to spend most of our time studying not what is coming, but how to prepare for what is coming. We're going to spend most of our time studying not about the events that will take place, but how to develop a character that will stand the test of time. How to have something more than a superficial Christianity. How to have something more than an external relationship with God. How to go deep. Let's look at the seventh chapter of the book of Matthew. And Jesus tells a story about two builders. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and onward. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. Now we pause there. And the pause is a critical pause. Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 7 are about the Sermon on the Mount. So when Jesus says... Whoever hears these sayings of mine, he is talking about what he has just said, the principles of the Sermon on the Mount. Now, this becomes fundamental because we're going to go beyond the surface. We're going to go deep within the human heart. We're going to talk about principles of righteousness from the human heart. Matthew chapter 7, verse 4. Whoever hears these sayings of mine, that's the Sermon on the Mount, and does them. In other words, whoever hears the Sermon on the Mount and puts those principles into practice in their life through the grace of Jesus Christ is developing a character to stand in the final days of earth's history. But whoever has a simple superficial religiosity, no matter what they believe, if they do not have the character based on the Sermon on the Mount, they are going to collapse when the crisis comes. So you can have all the knowledge in your head. You can memorize all the Bible texts. But if the Sermon on the Mount is not the very foundation of your life, when the crisis comes, you'll fall apart. Let's look at the text. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man that built his house on the rock. The rain descends, the floods came, the winds blew, and it didn't touch that house. It didn't fall because it was founded on the what everybody was it founded on? The rock. Who is the rock? Jesus. Jesus. What does it mean to build your house on Christ? We're going to study that. Notice verse 7. Now everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, hears what sayings? They hear the Sermon on the Mount. 
But the principles of that sermon are never integrated into their life. They have a superficial religion. They believe with their head. They understand doctrine. But they have never into their life incorporated the principles of the Sermon on the Mount. We go on. Now everyone who hears these sayings of mine, verse 26, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Verse 28, so it was when Jesus ended these sayings that the people were astonished. Now notice, Jesus describes two builders. One house stands and one house collapses. Let's look at this story quite carefully. Notice some things that are similar between the houses. So first we want to look at the similarity between the houses. Then we want to look at the difference between the houses. Similarity. Well, if I just looked at the house, both houses would look the same, wouldn't they? If you build one house on the sand, you build one house on the rock. If I'm just looking at it, Both houses kind of look the same, right? Secondly, is there any difference in the builders? Both builders evidently have certain skill. They have certain ability. The Bible doesn't say one builder was a good builder and one builder was a bad builder. So the houses look the same. The builders are the same. The general location is the same. Same area that the houses were built. Was there any difference in the storm? Was one storm quite fierce and one storm quite light? And so the storm that was fierce knocked down the house built on the sand, but the storm that was light didn't knock down the house on the rock. Was that the problem? A difference in the storm. No difference in the house. No difference in the builder. No difference in the storm. No difference in the general location. Did both builders hear the same words? Did Jesus say one thing to one builder and another thing to another builder? So they both heard the same words. Now... The two builders are symbolic of two kinds of Christians. One Christian builds upon the sand, the sand of their own righteousness, the sand of their own opinion, the sand of their own actions. One Christian takes the easy way. They don't enter into the depth of Bible study and cry out to God. They accept an external righteousness, but don't go deep within to the heart to see if there's anything between them and God. So it's a very sandy, shallow Christian experience. The other group dig deep. They allow the Holy Spirit to search deep within to their heart to see if there's anything between them and Christ. They dig deep into the word of God, not simply to try to fill their head with it, but to have the word change their heart. They're on their knees praying and crying before God. God, is there anything in me that keeps me from being the man, the woman you want me to be? Now, sometimes it's hard to tell genuine Christianity and superficial Christianity apart. They both attend the same church. They both hear the same sermons. They both fellowship with the same church members. They both read the same Bible. They both profess the same doctrines. They both believe the same scriptural truths. They both profess the same Lord. But one group are superficial, and the other group have gone deep. I want to go deep, don't you? I don't want to build on sand and have the crisis come and be lost, lost for eternity. I want to build deep in the Word of God. Now, the difference is not readily seen. But it's there, it's profound. 
Well, unfortunately, we've run completely out of time for the first portion of this message entitled Unleashing the Winds. If you'd like to listen to the entire message without interruption, you can find it at hopelives365.com. That's hopelives365.com. And we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow when we conclude this message, Unleashing the Winds. Are you fascinated by the prophecies of Revelation? Have you wished you could understand prophecy better? Do the symbols of the Bible's last book baffle you? God's Last Altar Call is just the book you need. Mark Finley clearly explains the events soon to unfold in this world. Be sure to call today for your copy, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. The book is yours for a donation of any size. Thank you for your generosity. Your donations keep this ministry on the air. Again, thank you for your support. 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.